Tonight my super trooper likes a gun of shiny passing. Back to the read. Back to the read. Back to the read. Warby Parker. Shove him up here. Brunch. Hit it, boys. Mamma mia, here I go again. Mama, how can I resist you? Come on, Pete. Mamma mia. It's, it's not as cool. I did the stupid guy thing, which is sing it uh, an octave lower, because that's like a guy, that's like a toxic masculinity, frag- that's a fragile masculinity thing. Well, I mean, if you if you hadn't said anything, I would have never noticed, because you're the music nerd on this podcast. You couldn't tell if that's lower than how she sings it? Uh, Mamma no. mia, here I go again. Mama. That's how yeah, it is. Yeah, that sounds yeah. better. Anyway, I wouldn't still on the Mamma Mia bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> still maybe, on that. Maybe now more than ever. Harder now than that, ever. Yes. Now that Christine Baranski has uh, entered our lives, entered, entered your live more than more than mine. Mine by proxy because you just yeah. send me everything that Christine Baranski does now. <laughs> that was awesome. I sent you a text and it was just a video. Of, hey, you high kicking bitch! <laughs> she does a you've clearly share you've impression. clearly watched that video a million times because that is a spot on impression of that video of, of her share impression. Yeah. Uh, is that's now the big three? It's the third thing I have in my favorites folder uh, on my phone. Russell Westbrook. Uh, mm-hmm. Ah, it's very interesting. Yep. And number two, fuck. What's number two? Alana Heim in the studio. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I figured it... Wow, I'm surprised that uh, the that thing you do... The, oh, my, oh my God! God. Yeah, that should be in there. That oh, my the goodness. Should That's your Mount Rushmore of reactions. Yeah, Mount... Yeah, we should do that. You see, uh, pardon my take, said what Mount Rushmore should we do that would be the most contentious? You said and religions. The that's, a, that's a commentary on the world. Yeah. That's literally why we all have such problems. Every war is basically because of rel- religion and oil. Oil is also huge. Yes, oil's hot in the streets. Racism as well. That's that's true. It's that that's that's on the rise. The somehow. war on drugs. Somehow racism is still on the rise. It seems like. Yeah, stock is going back up. Can Meanwhile, never count it out. Facebook very much down. Uh, in other also very much down. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Why don't we just? Get I was gonna right say to we it. have like fifteen <laughs> minutes of Baranski talk and like fifteen minutes of Movie Pass talk. We'll, we'll we'll loop back to Baranski Movie Pass. Uh, the end is here for the sixtieth time. It's. I mean, this. Has I don't, to I don't know. I don't know how many times we can have this conversation, but it, it for sure feels like now is the end. It is. Uh, it's just the beginning of their new model, fourteen ninety five a month. Yeah, they've they've don't uh, get to see any movies. What's the What's the percentage of price jacking up there? Fifty um, percent. Yeah, yeah, they've they've raised their prices fifty percent. Uh, but they here's the kicker. They've removed 100% of their movies. <laughs> Close to pay, it. Pay more money Close uh, to for it. way less movies. They, so I do think – so there have been some outages where you haven't been able to use stuff. I think that we're getting into the uh, Twitter speak uh, – the, the Twitter speakization of the MoviePass thing. It isn't that you can't see movies. It's that you can't see Mission Impossible and what? Christopher Robin? Yes. And, and, uh, and the Meg. Which What's is, the uh, Meg? You can't see fat, the shark movie? My big fat dumb shark. Yeah. You really? Yes, you can't Did they see, say that? Yes. You cannot see the Meg, which is, I'll tell you what happened when I saw that. When I saw that the Meg was on the blacklist, yeah, if that's I, the, I immediately went to AMC's A-list yeah. Stubbs program and signed up. Good. Welcome aboard. I am aboard. now an A-list member. Welcome aboard. Um, like, if you're not letting me see the goddamn Meg. Yeah. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be a problem moving forward because that movie should be <laughs> that's begging the people to go see it. Bare minimum. Yeah. Uh, yeah a ba- so if any exciting movie is coming out, there's a good chance that you can't see it for the first two weeks. Which, which what the fuck is the point? Yeah. At I this know. point, like I, I, I'm so into movies now because of Movie Pass. Movie Pass kind of shot themselves in the foot here, because right? Because they, they made got me, me want back... to see every movie, yeah, whether or not it's good. Exactly, and they got me back into movies where now going to the movie theater like three or four times a week mm-hmm. is literally just part of my lifestyle, and I'm never going to change it. Yeah, uh, never going back, as they say when you leave prison. Yeah, never going back. You know what's cool about being an AMC? Movie Pass A-lister? and prison, same thing. 
Yes. You know uh, what's the good thing about being an AMC A-lister? What? When you see the movies there, somebody uh, comes up to you every few minutes and they spritz. You know how uh, every uh, Marriott hotel has a different scent? No. Did you know that? No. Every So like the, like JW has a certain scent. Uh, all the like uh, Fairfield Inn has a different scent. They all have yeah, different scents. Yeah, that's cigarette you can't I've make never, that joke I've about ne- Marriotts. I've never been to a Those Fairfield are... Inn, but it sounds pretty fucking shitty. No, Ma- oh, okay. Mar- Marriott doesn't basically anything that has in at the end of it. And that is true. I did stay at a Holiday Inn in Portland this weekend. And you can't so, even make and it that. Wasn't I, that bad. At, I did stay in at a Hol- Holiday Inn Express last yes. night. Although Holiday Inn's better than Holiday Inn Express, is it? I know a sneaky good amount about hotels. Yeah, but uh, the, each Marriott like type of hotel has a different smell. It's fucking weird. But it's cool because when you walk into a good one, when you walk into like a JW, you get. It's like a cucumber type of smell. Do they make like the uh, like the shittier, ho- sort of lower rung hotels <laughs> smell worse? Smell like trash. Yeah. yeah. So it's like no. oh, I, want, I would stay there to save some money, but I want to. I don't want to smell. Yeah, like wet garbage. They, they just like I'm not being a shill for them. They just don't like have bad hotels, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I mean, they, they, unfortunately they, for who? They they have their they have sense for their hotels, so that should show you that they that they're trying to do a pretty good job. But uh, yeah. If you're an A-list member, they spray like the the JW cucumber smell around you, and you just feel like you're doing a little better than everybody else. Even though that's not like, like being an A-list member, they should change the name because it's really not like a prestigious thing. No, it's but that, what they, poor people should do, not yeah. rich people. <laughs> but they want you to to feel prestigious. That's the point of having like a rewards program. Yeah, you want to feel special. I'll tell you what the best reward is. Came to my attention this weekend. Uh, AMC, the AMC app yeah. has RunP, which yeah, built into it. One of our listeners actually told us about this, which is well, that's a person who knows the brand. Yeah, because uh-huh. I was really struggling since uh, RunP uh, shut down their mobile site, so you could only use it on the app, and you could only use the app if you bought P coins, and it was such a shitty app. That I would try anything I could to get P coins. I I would s- go do I would do a lot of things mm. for a P coin, and <laughs> I couldn't get alleyways. a fucking hey, P coin. Yeah, I could not get a P coin, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there fucking peeing in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> that's and that's you miss just as much of a movie if you piss your pants during the movie than you, you would you go if you got bathroom. up and went to the bathroom because you gotta like you pee and then people are like. Hey, is, are you peeing? And then you're like, shh, st- shut up in the it's movie It's hard enough to listen over the sound of my pee. I don't know who you're talking to. Yeah, yeah, didn't you see the thing before the movie when it said don't talk in the theater? Get off, what are you calling the police? Get off your cell phone in the movie theater. You see what this fucker is doing? Didn't didn't say no peeing in then the movie real, theater, just said no phones. It's a real pissing contest between you and that person. and You're, you're winning because you're peeing. You, well, actually, no, they win because... By the time it starts, you don't have as much pee because you just peed in the movie. <laughs> that was a good riff on, on Run Pee. Good job. That was the uh, best in-theater movie uh, joke since, since Active, Active Rat. Rat. <laughs> Active, Active Rat, Rat was, that R. was R. a P. classic. R.I.P. Um, yeah, so they have Run Pee, which I, I didn't think about it until um, until we found that out this weekend. But like, MoviePass sort of missed out on uh, on like I guess MoviePass uh, features. Yeah, like, didn't yeah. need to make themselves more attractive to anybody. Right, they just needed to find out a way to make money, and they've yeah. not done a great job of that. Uh, I did see that the the AMC uh, program like massive massive spikes since really? the, uh, since the MoviePass uh, stuff started happening, and I'm assuming that it's it's only getting better for AMC at this point because all the movies. Past stuff that's come out recently has been terrible. I mean, they've had outages, yeah, but the amount of outages that they've had in the, the last week is the like last, they like, cannot be taken seriously. Right, like, I don't exactly. know how your reputation ever recovers from this unless you get a new CEO, unless you do a lot of things. And did you get the email from the CEO? Yeah, who was like, "Yo, I know a lot of shitty things been have been going down, and you've probably want to know, hey, what the hell's going on." Talk to you later. Yeah. The movie pass CEO, and you're like, uh, okay. <laughs> it was thanks. It was a release that made nobody like, feel look, better about pissed. the direction of this. I get it. Uh, talk to you Monday. Talk to you later. 
the the movie pass CEO. Uh, but I don't know. I'm still oh, I'm still very happy I've been along for this ride because it's been entertaining. If you want proof as to how dumb some of the shit the ringer does is, uh, a ring some ringer account tweeted out uh did you ever have movie pass and or did you ever sign up for movie pass and the options were uh yes and i've loved it yes and i wish i hadn't no i wish i had and no and i'm glad i didn't and the number one answer was no and i'm glad i didn't what? Like, what so do you, you have fucking to lose? enjoyed losing money, you dumb bitch? It's what do you have to lose? I get, I get, like the embarrassment that MoviePass has gone through over the past couple of weeks, but it's been a, it's been a very like unique situation in the fact that none of their customers have been hurt, no, by anything that's happened. Yeah, we've never been like, oh, we've the been only like, oh, MoviePass is acting up, but it's never been like. Man, movie pass is really burning a hole in my yeah. pocket. The only way that you can feel wronged by movie pass is if you signed up like three days ago <laughs> and then there were just blackouts for Mission Impossible. Yeah, you signed up three days ago for the fourteen ninety five a month, right after they jacked their prices and you still didn't get anything. Yeah, that's literally the only way that you could have been wronged by movie pass. And honestly, if you if you had to wait until three or four days ago to sign up for movie pass you're the asshole, not MoviePass, because that shit, as soon as you hear about that, why wouldn't everybody sign up for it? If right. you go to the movies, even consider going to the movies once a month, then it was the move. Uh, so I think that we, this is going to be probably one of our last MoviePass uh, updates. You it would just never assume, know. I know. that they, they, they have an uncanny ability to just stay alive just against all odds. I'm already making the gif like of... Like Tommy Lasorda of apps. Yeah. I'm going to make the gif of the... Uh, the middle-aged man who's uh, participating in wrestling, and he's lying down, and you think that he's dead because of how old he is, and then he sticks his arm up, and then he gets up, and then he sits up. That guy? The Undertaker? Is that The Undertaker? The one. Well, The Undertaker's the one where he's lying on the canvas, and then he just, like, the entire top of his, uh, half of his body just comes oh, up in, yes. like a, in, like, a straight right angle. Yeah, that's what I, so as soon as Movie Pass closes down, I'm going to make a gift that's, like, uh... Movie pass. Uh, once they can find it's, anyone to give them ten million dollars, yes. and then it's just going to be like movie pass sits up. I do, I do love the fact that they asked for like five million dollars. They won't quit. No, they asked. I think that they got five million dollars, yeah. and then they ran out in like three seconds. Yeah, they. You know, they're the person who like it is a tough they're, weekend. They're, they're playing poker, and it's uh, twenty bucks to buy in. So they play, they lose, and they're like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm buying back yeah. in, and. That, yeah, like then they the, all the again. ensuing buy-ins go faster and, and they faster do it, and faster. Like, they keep doing it, and then they're like, uh, all right, you know what? I'm going to buy in for $5. And they're like, you know there's so much more. There's fewer people playing now, and there's so much yeah, money the in there. $5 so is going to get, get swallowed yeah. up in a fucking second. Are you sure you want to borrow $5? And they're like, yeah. Except this is with millions of dollars <laughs> and... Everything someone else is the exact same. It to them. Everything else is the exact same. You just lose the money right away, and someone is giving it to you because I don't know. Like, uh, are there maybe predatory loans, some shit like that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Movie Pass is bad enough with money that nothing would surprise me. Uh, quick little update on our guy Henry Cavill. I saw this week that he might be in the running to be the next James Bond, and I might be on board with that because I am on board with that. That'd be pretty great. Yeah, uh, Henry Cavill as James Bond would be unbelievable. My first thought when I heard that was, huh, would they ever cast an American as uh, James Bond? Mm-hmm. And then my second thought was, let me check, go to Google. And then my third thought was, holy shit, had no idea that Henry Cavill was British. What? Wait, what? You didn't? No. I was wondering where you're going with the American thing. Yeah, like I, I thought, I was like, yeah. that's weird. I wouldn't consider him ever a possibility for James Bond because he's American. Yeah. And didn't realize that he was British. Oh, man, how do you see that face and not know that he's British? Because he speaks in an American accent and everything that I've seen him in. You got a bad, uh, you got a bad Brit-dar, Brit-dar? bro. Yeah, up uh. your Brit-dar game. <laughs> um, yeah, I had no idea. My bigger question is... Would they allow a James Bond with facial hair? Because they're always clean shaven. I fucking hope I think. so. When I, I say always, I've only seen like two fucking James I think, Bond movies. Uh, I think they had the same discussion on Lights, Camera, Barstool last week. With like, would they give him the face? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think 
they all agreed that he should have the facial hair. I don't yeah. know if they would allow it, but again, they've sort of been going in. They went to directions. a blonde Bond. Yeah, yeah. I I think that I mean I think maybe just mustache rather than the beard because he looks great with just the mustache. Yeah, and that I think that's his best look. Yeah. Uh, even though the scruff is pretty good too. Also during that lights camera bar school discussion, uh, Ken Jack said that Miles Teller was too ugly to be Batman. I Which, agree with that. Are you serious? Yes. No way. And I love, I love, I obviously love Miles Teller. I think that he's a very attractive dude. Uh, he's not classically handsome. He's like, Bruce Wayne has to be like very clean. Like, I didn't think that Ben Affleck was a good Batman for that reason. Handsome, like, handsome reasons? Yeah. I mean, Ben Affleck is pretty, I guess he's like generically handsome, but like he is, he is uh, like older Ben, ben Affleck fine. is more. Uh, more handsome or more appealing, I think, than like uh, than most guys his age. Uh, like him and John Hamm. John Hamm would have been a great Batman. Yeah. Um, but I do think that like Miles Teller. I feel like John Hamm would like get drunk and crash the Batmobile. Yeah, also, oh, yeah. how has n- every Batman not done that before? Because Bruce w- Bruce Wayne is always a mess. Yeah. Um. I I just wonder. If they couldn't make it work with Miles Teller, like I think that they would be able to make it work in terms of of making him look the part and and sort of m- making him fit into that world. I would say, come talk to me in ten years. Let's see how Miles is looking then. I, I think guess, he's a but little. Do you even want a Batman that's that old, like another fucking Ben Affleck? Bat? No, Batman's usually like forty-ish. You think you right? really? Yeah, I think so. Like, how old was Michael Keaton? That's true. Keaton, George. I mean, George Clooney was probably George Clooney was like ninety. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Um, I think that, that, it's that, called Batman, Pete. Not they're, bat, they're going younger though. Not with these bad guys. Boy. Like Henry Cavill, uh, as bad as he is as Superman. Like he didn't do it. Do it for me as, yeah. as Superman. That's because like, Superman, I think, is kind of stupid. Yeah, it's, it's kind of boring. I'm a man, but need, I'm super. We need like a get out of here, need, dark. Go they, go they out would, of your fucking. They would never do it because freak. because comic book heroes would fucking lose their shit, um, or Kill comic him. book fans would lose their shit if you like ever made a change to Superman. I feel like, um, but yeah, but it, I mean, Henry Cavill, if he were, were to be cast as James Bond, mm-hmm. being James Bond and Superman, yeah. would be. An unbelievable accomplishment. But that happens. That actually happens a lot, though. Uh, I can't think of any examples. But hasn't that happened where people have been in like multiple superhero movies as different people? Yeah. Well, I mean, um, Josh Brolin was just the guy, the the villain from in, uh, Avengers. He okay. was Thanos, and he was also the villain or antihero in Deadpool two. Ah, I was. Uh, those came out like back to back weeks. Ah, I was. Ah. Watching, uh, we're talking, we're talking comic books. So DJ has yeah, nothing to shut say. Shut the fuck up about mm, the comic ah. books. I was watching season one of Master of None uh, recently, just because why not? That show's good. And the uh, Colin Sal- Salmon, I forgot how funny he was. Like what a freak he is. Where he's like trying to pitch Dev. He's telling Dev about his movie idea. He's like, you know how everybody in movies has a car. Batman has the Batmobile. Thor has the Thor car. And as he's on Star, he's like, no, he doesn't. And he's like, well, what if we made a movie where I am the car? (laughs) It's so funny. All right, we got an ad read here. Uh, If you wear contacts and you know how annoying it is and it can be to get a prescription year after year just to be able to buy more contacts... It's very, very annoying when you realize that you have a doctor's visit coming up to renew that prescription. Uh, And so if you want to avoid the inconvenience of contacts buying, Simple Contacts is here to change your life. They use technology that makes renewing your prescription and buying contacts super, super simple. Here's how it works. You use your phone or your computer, and you take the Simple Contacts vision test in five minutes from literally anywhere, your couch, your office, the airport, uh, porta potty doesn't matter. Taking a poop? Want to renew your contacts? Hell yeah, you can do it. Swigging some OJ? Contacts time. <laughs> the, ugh, the, the idea of swigging some OJ while taking a poop. You nah. didn't have to be taking a poop. You could just be swigging well, some you, OJ you while you taking a pee. built off my idea and Sit threw in the movie OJ theater, the having a piss. <laughs> toss down some OJ and get some <laughs> contacts. No more appointments, no more waiting rooms, no more overpaying. Simple Contacts brings the doctor's office 
to wherever you Tonight are. That's that's a big uh, that's a big staple of this podcast. Just bringing the doctor's office to you. Every pod, every sponsor that we have just brings the the doctor to you. Yep. Because there's nothing better than doctors have to do than to go to you. Uh, Simple Contacts offers every brand of lenses, and their prices are unbeatable. I can attest to that. I use them to renew my contacts, uh, which I wear all the time. I actually wear my contacts. I overwear my contacts. You're supposed to get new ones after like every month or so. Mm-hmm. Wear my contacts for like six months. It's really bad. I'm gonna go blind at some point. Uh, the prescription uh, is just You're twenty. Get someone pregnant with your eyes <laughs> if you don't use contacts the right way. Uh, the prescription is just twenty dollars. <laughs> the contact lenses prices are low and shipping is free. Best of all, our listeners get twenty dollars off their first Simple Contacts order. So to save twenty dollars on your lenses, go to simplecontacts.com/brunch20 or enter co- promo code brunch20 at checkout. Uh, again, this is uh, simplecontacts.com/brunch20 or brunch20 at checkout. Got to mention that this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye exam. You still need those occasionally, but this is the most convenient way to renew a prescription and reorder your contact lenses uh, if your vision hasn't changed. So if you want to do that, get 20 bucks off. Go to simplecontacts.com slash brunch20 or enter brunch20 at checkout. I have my pick for Batman that I decided over the weekend. Who? Might catch off guard. Might be an out-of-the-box pick. Michael B. Jordan. Uh, yeah, I could see that, but that'd be getting into the, uh, multiple superhero movie kind of Yeah, because he was Killmonger, but... Yeah. No, he was What's-His-Face in, um, Black Panther. That's Killmonger. That's that guy's name? Yep. His name's Killmonger, and he's got all those crazy bumps on his <laughs> yeah. body? Yeah, uh, he's Killmonger. He was also in the Fantastic Four movie. So that's what that I thought. forgets about. That's what I thought so you were referring Miles Teller. to. Yeah, I thought you were referring to that. But, uh, I do think that Michael B. Jordan would be a fucking sick-ass Batman. Yeah, but again, but I, he's I think young. He, and I think that he's better than Batman, honestly. Like, no. I would I would rather... Not that he would say no to it, but I think that it would be more interesting if he... I guess not. I would I would be down to see him be Batman. I guess, like, I was going to say I would want him doing more, like, of projects on his own. Mm-hmm. But it, Michael B. Jordan's had some fucking flops. That yeah. Fahrenheit uh, 451 movie that just came out with him and Michael Shannon, mm-hmm. that was a big flop. Uh, I want to see that, though. I didn't know about that. Michael yeah. Shannon, like that guy. I know. I, I was psyched when I heard about it, but I guess it was a huge flop. It was an HBO movie. I hmm. uh, got terrible reviews. But I would. I, I think that Michael B. Jordan as, uh, as, as Bruce Wayne and Batman would be fucking sweet. You know who would be a good Batman uh, is Wayne Knight. Do you know Wayne Knight? <laughs> yeah. Do you? Yep. Do you? Uh, yes. Newman. Oh, damn. I was. I was like... Who's somebody that there's like a 50-50 chance that I would he just, knows but not by name? And then I would just like pretend that I knew who you're talking no, about. No, just yeah, be like, uh, look him up. And then you look up Wayne Knight and then bam, new No, I, uh, I know. Peter Wayne Boyle Knight. would be a good. Fuck off. I know uh, who Peter Boyle is too. And he's dead. Yeah. He, you know, I was getting, if you let me finish my sentence. Oh, okay. If he weren't so dead. Okay. Uh, that actually brings us to a horrifying thing. <clears throat> Paul Walker. Is also uh, yes. We hate to inform don't let you. him drive the Batmobile. There was a thing uh, today. It was what was it? Uh, describe your favorite movie plot in five words or something. Yes. And a lot of people just took it as an opportunity to use like a quote or something. Um, I sent a million. I sent uh, from the brunch account. We did uh, be still my beating vagina. That's got to be the winner. Shouts <laughs> Christine Baranski. Um, and I sent a few other ones out. Um, Hot Girl Groundhog Day, Hello Mr. Police, and then Keep the Change, only you did three. Um, <laughs> but you were like, we should write down the ones that we would do and then not tweet them and talk about some of them. And literally, this was as I had one written out, and after I deleted it, I was like, it's a good thing I didn't tweet this, because this would have been problematic as oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Now I'm interested. Uh, it was going to be for Hotel Artemis. Okay. And the tweet was going to be, Tillman dies way too early. Oh, Pat Tillman. That is probably, yeah, that is not, uh, that would not have been good. Because who the fuck would have gotten what I was talking about? Yeah, and not right. immediately saw Tillman dies and been like, yes, he did die too early. And you didn't want to be such like, a dick is, about it, you punk. People would be like, oh, your favorite movie is the Pat Tillman documentary? Of course, you liberal cuck. Yeah. <laughs> Your favorite movie is just footage of 9-11 on YouTube? 
he, he didn't die in 9-11. No, but that's why he yeah. signed up. Right. I, I was going to say that. He did. Yep. He could have gotten a nice contract from the Rams and said, nope. Go the fight Rams? Country. Yep. The, the, Ram, the Rams trying to sign Pat Tillman? Yep. Played for the Cardinals, and yeah. then he was a free agent, and the Rams wild. Didn't offered him more money, and he took less to stay with the Cardinals, and then he took even less from the, the U.S. Army. Army. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Rest in peace, in all seriousness. That guy was the fucking tits. Yeah. He, was, uh, he was great. So Didn't big. send that tweet. <laughs> Good thing. On a uh, better note, the uh, reason why I, the reason why I said that was because I was going to. Uh, the reason why I pitched the idea was because I was going to respond to your one about uh, Happy Death Day, which yeah. was uh, um, what was it? Uh, hot girl Groundhog Day. Groundhog <laughs> yeah. Day. I was gonna. I was gonna respond with something uh, like, "Oh, uh, love to mock death people." And oh and, yeah, and now it's like, uh, what eh. time are you? party five what also i was not following the five th- i did like a lot of seven word ones and who fucking cares yeah, it's the it's, internet there's no rules and also that that tweet was sent What's by twitter gonna yell at you that tweet was sent by uh the original tweet was sent by the academy yeah like the actual academy and and uh if it was like a normal person i'd be like i'd be like fine i'll play along mm-hmm. but the fucking the academy no, nobody wants the academy reaching for engagement on twitter yeah nerds <laughs> yeah the go fuck out of here Go give fucking best picture to the King's speech again. Yeah, I haven't ex- seen that. Have you? No. I'm going to, though, because you know who's in that? Colin Firth. And he won best actor. Yeah. So in hindsight, it must have been the fucking balls because Colin Firth has... But isn't it? Uh, but isn't like uh, the whole premise of that movie that he stutters and like needs to get over? It's his literally to make a about speech? a speech impediment who goes to like. That's a speech, not the Colin or a person Firth. with a speech impediment who goes to a speech pathologist. That's not the. That's not the Colin Firth I want. I, need I want, gay I want Colin the. Firth. I want the you need gay Colin Firth. Yes, I was gonna say I want this. I want smooth, happy-go-lucky, like very confident, very carefree Colin Firth. All right, we're gonna go all over the place here because we're gonna get back to Baranski. Uh, I watched Mama Ma- Mama Mia. Mama Mama. The, I watched uh, Mama Mia One Cruise Control, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you didn't start laughing, I was like, "Excuse me." I just took a sip of Gatorade. And then, and I was. Yeah. I was uh, so I watched Mamma Mia 1 again, and I remember when we watched it, we were like, movie kind of sucks, but this second one looks awesome. Uh, confirmed. The second one, obviously, is the best movie I've seen in forever. Uh, Wait, but we said that? We, we both thought that Mamma Mia 1 was stupid. Okay, cool. Yeah. And Good. so I went back to rewatch it, and I was like, maybe now that I'm really into Mamma Mia, well, I like this, and I totally forgot all the things I didn't like about it, and I was reminded of them from seeing them like amanda seinfeld's friends both fucking so forgettable um yeah i don't remember them at all sky is sky he has a he's a central in role movie. in that movie yeah, he's in the movie too much but uh we were unsure we were like hey uh did they, is colin Fer- uh Firth's character gay who knows and then we kind of breezed past it and a few people reach out and we're like did you not fucking see the first one and we honestly couldn't remember so i went back and watched it uh yeah, he is like there is no question about it. He has a conversation uh, with it with with, uh, it? with uh, Stellan Skarsgård about it, and okay. he says at the end when Pierce Brosnan apparently asks Meryl Streep to marry her, I'd forgotten that. He says like you're the last woman I ever loved or whatever, and then oh, Colin really? Firth's like you were the first woman I ever loved. And the last woman I ever loved. And you're like, oh, he never took another... L- oh, no. He did. <laughs> that, he sure did. Yeah, I guess like uh, I guess that was an obvious thing. Yeah. We had people tweeting at us saying, like, you know, well, you know how you, like, you lose your man card on, on some other podcasts or some yeah. other uh, sections of uh, life? Yeah. We don't have man cards to lose. Mm-hmm. We, uh, I think we got our, um, what do you want to call it? Like our, our soy boy cards swiped yes. oh, yeah. by not recognizing... Uh, as this podcast, not recognizing uh, yeah. the gay character in Mamma Mia. People were, were shocked. I'll say this. Knowing, Lost our credibility. Knowing that Colin Firth's character in Mamma Mia 2 is gay makes it even better because the scene when they're uh, doing Dancing Queen uh, on the and the boats yeah. are coming. Him and, and, um, it's him, him and, and uh, uh, Harry or Bill? Bill. Him and Bill uh, hugging. They're, they're and, doing the Titanic, right, I think. Right, and it's like, but uh, Skarsgård just like, 
has it's just like a very like friendly like it's clearly not like a lovey thing they're just like holding each other and they, they've got he's got his head on his shoulder and it just makes me feel for the fucking people out there who are like oh uh, what what if what if I'm friends with like a gay guy and he's checking out my dick? Like nobody <laughs> knows better that two guys hugging is not sexual than a gay guy. Yes. Because a gay guy knows what sexual stuff with a guy is. Yep. So the uh, so they don't yeah, have this no, stupid hang up of like oh no what if and especially wh- in that situation where it's like hey my three dads yeah and when all the dudes are like. I wouldn't say competing with each other, but like they're all sort of—they're basically one third right. of a dad. No, they and have a for them to have like that. That relationship is amazing. They have a great relationship, and I love at the end when uh, Cher sings in the credits when Cher sings "Super Trooper" and uh, the three guys are in the bar doing the soup ba and like they're holding their beers, and I'm like, yeah, guys, you, oh, <laughs> this is what being the- a guy should be. Oh, I swear to God, I think that's what being a guy should be. Being a guy should be. I think be that's what life should be like. Yes, Mama Mia splitting is a daughter three <laughs> ways with two other guys, and either one or two of you—it's just not all of you are straight. That's—I don't care what the order is. All three can be gay. Whatever. I hope Mama Mia sparks a nationwide trend where uh, you have a baby, and then yeah. after it's delivered at the hospital, you just walk out, and you're like, "All right, fellas, need two more." Yeah, and they come in when they're like "supa <laughs> and there's three beers waiting for them in the the gender reveal uh, until the baby grows up and solidifies that themselves. It says on the glasses like "it's a boy" or like "it's a, all three things say it's a dad." <laughs> And you're the dad, and you slug it down. What about this? In uh, the hospital, and they're like, you, why do you have an open container of beer in the hospital? What uh, about this? We have a Mamma Mia situation. The, the baby gets delivered, mm-hmm. uh, and the, the, the doctor pulls down his uh, little doctor mask, yeah. and it's actually young Keanu Reeves. And then you get to tell young Keanu Reeves, you say, hey, Utah, get me two. Ah. And he goes and gets you two more dads. That would be great. Nice reference. <laughs> Thanks. That's what people life is love all about. making that reference. Oh yeah, yeah. That uh, I the first time I saw that movie was like a year ago. Yeah. In uh, or actually earlier this year, earlier this year in a bar on St. Patrick's Day, mm. and it was called St. Patrick's Swayze Day. Ah, pretty cool. I have a friend who has a cat named Patrick Swayze. That's not as cool. It's that's way cooler. No, it's not. Are you kidding me? It's not as cool as my my story. It's cooler than uh well, cooler than both of those things is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Is that from Breaking Bad? No, it's a thing. Uh that, Oh, Tom that, Hanks. Yeah, yeah. The Harvard uh movie theater did with just all Yeah, that Hanks is fucking movies. amazing. That's where I saw that thing you do. That was the best while drinking some suds. Got to talk to my good people about Warby Parker real quick. Great glasses from that company. The glasses of choice for this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if you want to try out Warby Parker for yourself, grab their free home try-on program. Uh, they send you a kit of five pairs of glasses, and you can try them on for five days. There's absolutely no obligation to buy. It ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping a label. Prepaid. They pay label. for it for you. That's how I got my uh, great pair of tortoiseshell glasses that I wear frequently. Tortoiseshell. So if you want your free home try-ons, head to warryparker.com slash brunch. The glasses start at $95. They include prescription lenses. Lenses include anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings. For every pair that you buy, a pair is distributed to someone in need, which is very cool. And if you have the iPhone X, make sure to download Warby Parker's app where you can use their brand new feature called Find Your Fit. Find Your Fit uses the iPhone X's true depth camera to map and measure key facial features using key measurements. Uh, Find Your Fit recommends approximately 12, that's one dozen, Warby Parker frames that are likely to be the best fit for your face. The process is seamless and takes only a few seconds. So download the Warby Parker app or go to warbyparker.com slash brunch to order your free home try-on kit today. That's warbyparker.com slash brunch. 
Com. Brought to you by WarbyParker.com. You know that guy? You yep. know who that is? That's the guy from... Uh, Coors Light Six Pack. <laughs> <laughs> that oh. nerd. Another reason why Mamma Mia won Lost in Paris. What is it? Uh, Rugrats in Paris. Mamma Mia 2... Oh, Mom, we're talking about Mamma Mia, Mia 1. one. Okay, Mamma Mia 1, Tokyo Drift. Mamma, Mamma Mia 1, the Mighty Ducks are back. Um, <laughs> is so much worse than the first one. It's the primary reason. Or well, by, worse than the second one. Way less fire. Meryl Streep. It's just Meryl <laughs> Streep. Meryl Streep is so bad in that movie. And like her, just oh, her, the, the character of Donna discussion. is terrible. Yeah, the, no, Donna was a bad character. And yeah. I, Old Donna, young Donna ruled, and then she got pregnant and had a kid, and, and was a great mom, but a sucky character. Well, I guess that's pretty indicative of how life goes. You I have don't a great, the kid that, you have like, a great life. Ruined her because she seemingly was really cool while she was raising uh, Sophie, but just by the time you know she what, got to that age, what ruined she, her was, to Meryl Streep? She sucked. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I, but we had this discussion this weekend. Uh, Meryl Streep really doesn't do it for me. She's very, very overrated. Yes. I can't think... I've gone to movies being like, oh, I gotta see this movie. You got the, the, the new Streep joints out. But it's when am I ever fucking blown away by Meryl Streep? Right. Uh, like, what I are guess. her... Like, seriously, fill us in. What are her... What's her Glen Gary Glen Ross? What's her crowning achievement? What's her Mamma Mia 2? I honestly think that my uh, that my favorite Meryl Streep role in Meryl Streep movie is Devil, Devil Wears, Wears Prada. Prada. Yeah. And I, I said that this weekend, like, the Meryl Streep is a bootleg Francis McDormand. She's like, a, yeah. I, I would take Francis McDormand in pretty much every Meryl Streep role, role over Meryl Streep. Well, right and now. especially. Yeah. But no, but, like, even old Meryl, uh, Francis McDormand. Like, Francis McDormand in, uh, in Almost Famous? Yeah. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. She was great in that. Uh, like, any Meryl Streep role I think that I, I would replace her with Francis McDormand and I would consider it a better movie. The Devil Wears Prada with Francis McDormand? She would fucking be she would kill that role. Yeah, you're so I'm with you on I'll take Francis McDormand over Streep fresh any day in my of the mind, week. Fresh in my mind from three billboards. Streep and, like, killed uh in Devil's Wear Devil Wears Prada. Like I don't want to take away her best thing. I don't I don't know I just if that think would necessarily that it would be, be an as good or better with Francis McDormand. Possibly, but Francis the point McDormand stands that person? she's way, way overrated. I think I th- honestly I think that a lot of it is just her name. Meryl Streep sounds like a you fucking know, it's, legend. It's, yeah, it's her name, and it's fucking award shows. Award yeah. shows throw goddamn uh, Meryl Streep appreciation parties. It feels like every year, and she does something at them that yeah. like goes viral. And like, I I feel like people over Meryl, Meryl Streep, Streep because of her like presence in Hollywood more than her actual work in Hollywood. She's bootleg Betty White because it's like just put Meryl Streep at something, and everyone's like, oh shit. It's Meryl we Streep. We gotta pay attention. Yeah, but Betty White is just as I guess I would compare her to uh, George Clooney because I really don't yeah. think that George Clooney like I I like when George Clooney is in things and I think that he's like an enjoyable person. But I can't remember but, the last time. Like, uh, he, when's the like, last time he knocked? Out. Yeah, when's the last time he knocked your socks off? No, just the last time I looked at a, a still photograph <laughs> exactly. of him. Exactly. That's it. Like, and this movie did not suffer from lack of Meryl Streep at all. What? Mommy, Mommy too? No, it, it was it, it was significantly from... improved by by that. But yeah, she was so bad in the first one, and that's part of what made that movie so bad. Now let's get to fucking Christine Baranski. Uh, when we mentioned Friends 1 and 2 and referred to Christine Baranski as Friend 1, a few people were like, kind of surprising that you guys aren't Christine Baranski fans because she's like this beautiful older woman who is always who's like not afraid to go there and in rewatching Mamma Mia 1 Mission Impossible she is so hot in that movie uh unbelievably um athletic I would not expect that description there is a so there's a su- scene where she's singing and it's why Cher calls her a high kicking bitch where she's like doing shit with her legs that somebody over 50 should not be able to do. God bless Christine Baranski. 
But what really makes her cool, watch any of her interviews. The way she carries herself, she's so fucking funny. She does hilarious shit. Actually, we missed this during the whole big dick energy thing. She was like a poster child yeah. of big dick energy. Which and you arrived at it independently this weekend. You said that she has big vagina energy. Oh. When people, when the big dick energy thing came out, they were like Pete Davidson and, Chris, and Christine Baranski. Oh, really? Yes. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, no, I think that that's fitting. I think we would have been more on the big dick energy train had we known what it stood yes, for. Yes, if terms we were of... into Christine Baranski at yes. that point. Uh, she's been asked about it, uh, like I... what her thoughts are on big dick energy because she's one of the... We want to just drop in the audio because there's no way that we can outdo, outdo her actual reaction to the, the question. We'll also drop in her share impressions. Strange question. Big dick energy. Have you heard of it and that people are saying that you have it? That I have what? Big dick energy. People are saying that you have an abundance. They're putting you up as the poster child. Big dick energy? Is that a new saying? Just tell me it's a good thing. Okay, then I'll take it. Do you, can you have any idea what you think it might mean? My energy? Big dick energy? Uh, staying power? Passion? Uh... Full of life, ready to explode. Hey, you high kicking bitch! <laughs> hey, you high kicking bitch! Uh, the worst thing about Christine Bransky, I just went to her uh, her uh, Wikipedia page. She resides Uh-oh. in Connecticut, United States of America. I think that she she looks like she's been Connecticut her whole damn life. Buffalo, New York is where she oh, was Oh, I knew born. that she was from Buffalo because when she was telling her story about uh, saying to Cher that she looked up to her. So when I was in Buffalo, New York, and I was just a kid with bad skin, I thought you were the coolest. And she responded, oh, uh, you know, we didn't know that we were going to be famous. <laughs> she's so fucking cool. I love Christine Baranski. Uh, I'm getting there for sure. You're total you're, babe too. You're throwing the coal in the engine for me. Yeah, uh, and just making sure that there's no way that I can go yeah. uh, the rest of the summer without thinking that Christine Baranski is the best. Jeff texted me and was like, "So what? What's going on with this whole Christine Baranski <laughs> thing? She's great. Are you? Did you not, like not know who Christine Baranski was? How the fuck did he, these people know how good she is? Like." My mom was like, oh, Christine Baranski, she's fantastic, David. That's oh not my how my mom talks. <laughs> uh, I guess she's like a big Broadway person. Yes. Okay. So she's like... she. If you follow the account uh, Baranski Things, as yeah. I do, it's just an account of uh, pictures of Christine Baranski doing things. There's a post, uh, Christine Baranski holding awards, and it's a bunch of different pictures of Christine Baranski holding awards. So she, it seems like the majority of her, her career is comprised of Broadway and musical stuff mm-hmm. and then just a bunch of cable uh cable TV show or not cable uh basic cable shows that start with the good the good yeah she's a huge the good she's on the good train she's on the good wife the and, good and trip the good uh, kicky legs that's what yes, they call the her good high kicking bitches yeah um so i guess that's sort of why i had no idea who she was because those there's not a lot of crossover yeah, in my gonna... life between Broadway musicals and uh, basic cable shows. One of these days, it's going to be when I'm like 49. I'm finally going to get into musicals you and plays like you and shit. Be there. That's the that's the most unexplainable hole in my life. Yeah. Other than happiness. Other than, yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> but that's yeah. not unexplainable. Other than hope. <laughs> that's yeah. No, that's not unexplainable. You understand why that's not there. Yeah. But. The, I have no like, idea. I would, how I would imagine like that you Broadway use Broadway head. to try to solve your lack of happiness, and just oh, you yeah. would never get there. But e- you would enjoy Broadway in the process. Every person I know who lives anywhere New York, New York, with various different interests and various different personalities, to a person, all of them love Broadway. Like I can't think of a person who doesn't like Broadway, and I don't dislike it. But I've just never gotten into it. And I know I, I took a long time to really get into the Beatles. It's just one of those things that I'm like, I know I'm going to like this and I haven't done it yet. Okay. That's that's fair, I feel like. Oh, and lastly on Christine Baranski, uh, when were Donna and the Dynamos ever supposed to have been a group? Yeah, that's that. they don't really explain that because... They refer to themselves as this group in high school or call, were they graduating college? In which one? The first university in the beginning of the second one. Uh, that seemed like university. It's same. I thought so as well. So, but they were still going to school and shit, and they weren't Natalie Portman it. Portmaning it. They were like not famous people, 
And then, but were they like a famous? I don't were know they if they ever to made as it famous in number one. Like I feel like that's a thing where like they felt they could have felt famous yeah. because people around campus knew who they were. And yeah, like, that sort of would have would have been corroborated by the the opening scene in Mamma Mia Two, where everybody dances with them and That's basically true. does that whole thing. Like they're that basically their, their college's acapella group, right? Yes, uh, but like except people, yeah, <laughs> yes. except people like heard them sing and were like, "Yeah, how can I participate? <laughs> I'll sing along." Which, everybody said, "Woo!" Hey, which doesn't happen uh, in real life. Oh no, also not true. Also really? not true. People just sing along with acapella groups. Oh college? no, no, not not sung along with, but participate. Uh, they're not. Uh, they're not as like reviled as I think they were in probably everything pre Glee. Okay, it actually unfortunately became cool for a little bit, and it probably still is. Who knows? Um, so yeah, like I feel like it could be a situation where. Uh, they were they felt popular in their own little world, yeah. but they ne- were never famous or anything. Yeah, but they, they we would only sing got all day we, and whoop we still all night. only got one scene of that in terms of seeing them put on a show but as the Donna and the Dynamos. They put on enough of a show too. to get a bunch of kids to leave college before graduate, like five <laughs> minutes before I graduating. I guess that implies that they had a lot of pull They had a school. lot of influence. Yes. They were like, you can either just not ride away on a bike and then you get to make this much more money per year or we're going to do When I Kiss the Teacher right now and it's going to bang and you you're, don't want to miss you're the you're out. <laughs> yeah. And everyone was like, well, we're we not going to really be the choice. square that fucking sits here and graduates. Let's get on these bicycles that are somehow waiting for us. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a good point by you. Honestly, I, I I've uh, got a lot of Mamma Mia. Points. I feel like I feel like that might be a next step. Is a Donna and the Dynamos movie? Would that you? would be great. And you know what? Use the people who played young friend one you and friend two. To. They were both great. Both great. Yeah. Um, and make sure that uh, friend one has the exact same haircut for her entire life. For her whole life. Her entire life. Yes. I hope that they show a birthing scene yeah. and she comes out of the womb and has the bob. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then Keanu Reeves uh, pulls down his doctor's mask and says, uh, what is uh, something, uh, two? What does he say? Utah, get me Utah, two. Utah, get me two more dads. <laughs> yeah. Two more friends, and it's Donna and oh, two. Oh, shit. Big twist. Oh, man. Ooh, that's she a million dollars. We got to get this g- down. We got to get this down. All right. We're ending the podcast. Start writing our screenplay for Mamma Mia 3. Uh, here we climb this flaming mama, skyscraper. Mama, three. Mama, 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 mama 3. Uh, every, I kissed a teacher once I grew up, and at least one of my dads is gay. And DJ and Pete to finish your uh, stamps.com. Bonus material. We also saw Father John Misty this weekend. Hell yeah, we did. Yeah. We and saw. Guess, guess which motherfucking motherfucker wasn't in the mood con- to converse with anybody that day. Oh, I loved it. There was. I realized there's no. Uh, I can't have a bad Father John Misty experience because if if he's a dick, you're like hell yeah. Then you're like, I got to see him be <laughs> yeah. a dick. Yeah. Uh, his so he played in Portland and he played at New For- New F- Newport Folk Festival the day before. And he usually he has like a bunch of he has a pretty big band. He's got a bunch of strings, horns. There's usually some bongos in the mix. It's a real huge production. And it's great because he's for all of his shenanigans. He's got a very good voice and it's just a really, really great show. Uh, And he didn't have his he didn't have a lot of that. He just kind of had guitar, uh, keys, drums, bass. That was sort of it. Yeah. But you know what he did have? What? Fucking awesome lights. Oh, right. The light show. Yeah. on that uh on that on that night was incredible. Yeah, I think that he he definitely is vain and cares about how he looks and how he comes across yeah. and how he's pre- I don't think he worries about how he comes across, but I think he worries he wants about to how be a star. Yeah, and he there were just I'm not good at taking photos on my phone, I'll tell you. And every photo I took was like a fucking incredible. professionally done thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh it was it was like 
I know the struggle, and I, I sort of hate the struggle of trying to get a good picture from a concert. Yeah, it's, because it, it's I don't want to be the guy who's holding up his phone the whole time, the all, yeah. whole fucking time, just trying to get one decent picture for for the gram mm-hmm. to show that I was there and to, to validate my yeah, because that didn't, it didn't happen otherwise. Yes, yeah. uh, so this was great because this was actually great and bad. Yeah, because. The first couple pictures I took, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Hell yeah, I can use that for the gram. <laughs> but then, like, he kept doing more awesome light shit. And I was like, well, I want to get this one, too. I can't now. I want to get this yeah. one, too. Uh, so I felt uh, a little bit a little bit uh, torn with how great that light show was, We honestly. should compile our, fo- our photos that we took and put them on the brunch account. And it would be, you know how you can select multiple photos? Yes. Select, the like, giant like 18 show. times uh, Father John Misty had it going on Sunday night in Portland. Hell yeah. And I'm sure there were 18. But yeah, it was great. Uh, he put on a good show, but he did not say anything the whole time. He, he said thank you a few times. He introduced his band. He said thank oh, you he? and introduced his band. And, well... I don't want to say introduced because he said it like in the last two songs. Yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, these are the people that I'm with. Um, But yeah, other than that, didn't say a single word to the audience. Just went from song to song, which what a move. And and, like we we discussed this, but like how do you get mad at that? How do you get mad at at, at, like because a lot of people 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 that today or I I tweeted that like I tweeted – most of his band was missing, and Father John Misty didn't say a word the whole time. Best fucking concert ever. And a lot of my coworkers were like, I wish that I could go to a concert like that where the artist's not talking the whole time. And I was like, yeah, but you do there, want some balance. The, yeah. And there are people that, that like the like the interaction that comes mm-hmm. with like one of their favorite stars and yeah. having them speak to you. But at the same time, like you're at the show to... To listen to this person play music, right? And he's not saying anything, and just maximizing the music and injecting the music straight into your fucking ears. Yeah. How do you get mad at that? How do you? How are you going to be like, hey, that well, that thing that you do that I like and that there is the reason that I'm here? Do less of that, right? And speak to me. <laughs> it's like uh, following someone on Twitter for hockey stuff in sports coverage, and then getting They're just podcast. the the nightmare of a brain. <laughs> that they fucking have and yeah sometimes sports is part of that but boy when you got a nightmare of a brain it's not that much sports and then you're like well fuck i wanted the sports you gotta choose between father john misty was like you like my music i'll give you my music and and then who knows maybe like his wife divorced him that morning or something it could have been something else as well um it was it was definitely this is my first Father John Misty experience yeah. and it, there was there was a certain weirdness to actually seeing him in the flesh and watching <laughs> him like be a person. Yeah. Like because when I went listen to his music it's just sort of has that like there's a detachment there. Yeah. where I don't have any experience with Father John Misty and he's just such a fucking weird person <laughs> and weird has such a weird existence that He's almost like not a human to me. He's just like this idea of like a fucking alien. He's like a meme killer or something. He's like <laughs> a like a meme combatter, but in and of itself is then a meme. Yeah, like I still don't even know if I would consider him a real person, but it is weird to see uh, this person that you haven't deemed a person do human-like things on a stage. Yeah, he did walk and dance a lot. Like yeah. he'll, no matter what. He's never not gonna dance and like do hip thrusts and prance around, which is quite good. Uh, we're gonna see him again in October, and that so uh, on the old Father John Misty Reddit, there was some discussion about, uh, hey, so he w- he played a show last night without a lot of the orchestration that he usually has, and some people I think they're wrong. Some people were saying. Oh well, he only has all those people for big shows, and I was like, every time he plays in fucking Boston, he has all those. That's people. That's a big show, I, though. Is it? Would that be Boston like, is a big market? Yeah, maybe. And th- if that's the case, then that sucks. Like I remember Heim played in Minnesota this past tour, and it was their first time playing in Minnesota. Like that sucks. You fucking live in Minnesota. You don't get to go yeah. see Heim. Like you do not have to worry about that at all in Boston. It's right. Like, we do mu- get everything. Music, music and comedy. Yeah, are like two things that you cash in on by living here because that is like a like, massive, massive scene. I guess I never thought about that. Like we yeah. talked to Kellen um, 
before he did his show here this latest time. And we asked him, and we were like, hey, every fucking band that ever comes here, and I think it's because uh, Taking Back Sunday said it. They were like, oh, right. we fucking love coming here. Yeah. It's so great. We're like, hey, do you say that everywhere? Because we know you're bullshitting. Yeah. And he was like, no, dude, seriously. We've been with Taking Back Sunday on this entire tour. I think that's the first time that I've heard them say that, like there yeah. and maybe New York. And he said, and, and he said like his band feels a certain way about Boston. Yeah. Like he was like Boston for some reason when we headline like we can always sell out multiple yeah. nights and that's fucking cool like I I like I mean Boston obviously it has a lot of music it has well it has a lot of students so that's probably half the battle because people who are like eighteen to twenty what eighteen to thirty say are usually your most active concert goers yeah. so that's probably gonna help a lot but I don't know I think that that's I'm glad that that's a reputation that Boston has. But th- going back to Father Don Misty, if if that's the case, then then why? Like he didn't play in Boston, did he? We had, we went to Portland no. to see him. Yeah. So you would think that he would just choose Boston, yeah. rather than Portland. Well, I'm I'm wondering about his uh, like, his Portland like attendance like his situation. But bec- oh, definitely. Uh, I wonder what his attendance situation is because the last two times, so I saw him at. Uh, the House of Blues in Boston, and that was sold out. And then he played at the Pavilion last year, and it was, it was not sold out, and like kind of apparently not sold out, like not quite to the point where you're like, oh man, this place is empty or no one's here. But you were like, yeah, there are some seats in in the back. So I wonder if he was like, eh, I'll just skip Boston this time around. Yeah, but there's venues of like every size. Yeah, here, that's I, true. Yeah, you don't have that excuse in Boston. You you can play anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But I, maybe it's maybe it was like a case of it just being a summer thing where he wanted to play outside, sort of on a cool place. And I yeah. Mean, the Thompson. What did you point, think of Thompson's, Thompson's point? Thompson's point was great. Yeah, really, it was really, very, cool. very cool. Uh, and especially like that sort of vibe with Father John Missy, it meshed pretty well. Yeah, um, just like the whole vibe of being there, sort of on the water, mm-hmm. uh, across from a couple of breweries. We went to Bissell Brothers beforehand, got some dope barbecue. Yes, uh, like it was just a really cool day. Yeah, we got that was actually. I'm not kidding. That was like one of the most fun days I've had in a while, and for a while now, I have felt like I'm always this is, this is such a fucking shitty adult thing to do and i don't mean to do this but like i always feel like i'm going from one thing to the next and like i never have a fucking second to breathe which listeners are gonna be like how many fucking times have you seen mama mia 2 like just <laughs> fucking breathe then instead no i can't um but i would rather see mama mia 2 than breathe but just like whether socially or work-wise or whatever i just always feel like what like I have something tomorrow. I have something the next day. Blah blah. And the the past few weekends have been especially busy. And I saw Taylor Swift the day before this. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about that you wanted to skip Taylor. I Swift. I honestly wanted to get out of Taylor Swift because I was like, I the last thing I fucking want is to be in either like a, a bad mood situation. on Sunday and like because that, that was the day that I had circled for a while. I was like, that's going to be super fun. We're all going to go. We're going to drink beer all day and then see Father John Misty. I literally cannot, at, at one of my favorite venues, I cannot, ima- and my parents live there, so I was going to see my parents. Like, there's, I could not have imagined a better day. This day and is I was important like, to I me. can't have this day not be fun. And with going to Taylor Swift, drinking all day there, being so fucking tired, um, I had so much fucking fun on Sunday. Like, I, right? Like, that day was yeah, a fucking that, blast. So, I guess the way that I would put it is, like, I I romanticize summer a lot. Yeah. Like, I have things that I want to do. I have ideas of what summer should be. And summer to me is, like, standing around with a couple of pals, mm. drink some beers all day. Yeah. And then go out and have some fun at night. Yeah. And that is literally what we did. Uh, it was so great. I love Portland so much. It is, like, one of my most favorite places in the world. Yeah. I was saying to Ellen, so Feidelberg a couple of years ago uh, summered on uh, Newport. Yep. And I was like, I just want to fucking do that. In the summer, I just want to fucking rent a place in Portland. Yeah. Wouldn't that be the best? Yep. Just spend all your weekends just eating not fucking... Having to, not having to go somewhere to, like, to go somewhere. Right. Yeah. 
Like, that's a that's a lyric right there. Yeah, baby. Uh, Portland is just literally like the fucking best place on earth. I love it so much. And uh, Southern folks, uh, we're going to be in Atlanta soon. Not interested in seeing anybody, but <laughs> we've got, uh, we got, we're going to have a little trip coming up. And that's going to be a lot of fun because we're going to just be able to have fun days and do the same thing. Drink this beers feels, during the day. This feels like, like when uh, comedians have podcasts and like, hey, coming up. We've got uh, we got shows in yeah. at Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We've got shows. Instead, in... we're just giving our personal schedules. No, but we we do it's have like, hey, show. coming up tomorrow. I'll be going to work. We do have a show in Atlanta. Yeah, like we get to actually say that and be technically correct. Oh, right. Yeah, that's true. We've got a show coming up in Atlanta. Yeah, we've got a show coming up in Austin, Texas. Yes, uh, and we've got a uh, a show coming Austin's up. Austin's gonna rule in my mom's basement. Yeah, we've got a lot of those. I don't know if you've seen the tour shirts. Pretty, pretty, pretty busy schedule coming up uh, for these guys, the Traveling Boys of Podcasting. 